Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is Hard True, the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor to bring the service provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of World Team Tennis, Hard True has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard True in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. To learn more about their state-of-the-art surfaces, along with their catalog customizable on-court accessories, check out hardtrue.com or call 877-442-7878 today. That's hardtrue.com or 877-442-7878 today. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. I am your host today, Jamie McDonald. Alex Gruskin, as you may know, is on the call uh, with the Men's National Indoors, so he is a bit tied up. Go ahead and check out that stream if you haven't. It is a phenomenal um, slate of commentary and analytics. It's a ton of fun to watch the best talent go at it in the men's collegiate game. It's a ton of fun, and uh, well, I'll be honest with you. I'll definitely be going and watching right after we're done recording this. Another man who is with me today who is definitely invested in that college tennis as well, but has a special place in his heart for players like Berrettini who have been in action down under in Australia. It's Matty Stokowiak. Matt, how you doing? Doing good, man. You're uh, you're exactly right. If you need anybody to cheer for uh, at the National Indoors, I think the Baylor Bears would be a good squad if you want to jump on the bandwagon. We'll, we'll gladly have you. Yeah, gee, and uh, mind telling our listeners, why, why do you care so much about Baylor? <laughs> <laughs> My brother Nick uh, playing for the Baylor Bears there in the semis of, of indoors uh, a little bit later on tonight, so hopefully they can ride this thing out and maybe come home with a natty. Yeah, they've been looking good. Well, that's going to be so much fun. Well, today's pod, we're going to focus on the professional stuff down in Australia. Real quick before we jump into it, I promise we will. We'll get to results and then our best matches that we are going to be looking forward to. Have to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Midwest Sports. As you hopefully know by now, they sponsor this daily podcast. They are the ones who allow us to do what we do day in, day out. And, and it's it's a phenomenal partnership that we have with them. Any of your tennis needs, gear, rackets, you name it, head over to Midwest Sports. Sports.com, and I promise they will get you taken care of. So without further ado, Matt, let's hop into it. We're going to start on the men's side. Uh, so the most recent men's results, then we're going to go to the women, uh, and then we'll do that same order for uh, matches that we're looking at coming uh, coming forward, coming soon. So first, I think we got to start in one place, the five-setter, the only five-setter that took place on the men's side. Daniil Medvedev, the four seed, and as you may remember, my favorite to win this tournament, scared me a little bit. Taking yep. out Filip Krianovic, looking good, wins 6-3, 6-3 in the first two sets, drops the third and fourth, 4-6, four, 3-6 six, six, respectively. Then comes up solid and looks looks pretty good, 6-0 in the fifth. A dicey match just over three hours. There was some typical you know, Daniil Medvedev drama where he's screaming out into an empty stand and at his box. But, I mean, the five-setter there, you, you got to give credit to Filip Krianovic, right? 
Yeah, no question. And it's interesting here, Jamie, because if I'm not mistaken, going into this match, Daniil Medvedev hadn't actually won a five-setter, which is almost hard to believe. But I know that I saw that somewhere, that he was like 0-8 or, you know, 0-7 in five-set matches. So it was definitely a little bit dicey. But, you know, at the end of the day, Medvedev just kind of turned it on in the fifth set. I think after those first couple of sets, he just, he laid back a little bit. He kind of got away from his game. And and really, Filip Krajinovic stepped it up. I mean, this is a guy that's a seeded player, right? Coming in number 28 seed here uh, down under. So, you know, obviously a very good player, but Medvedev kind of showed at the end, like, hey, look, man, I let you get a couple of sets here, but uh, I'm going to be the one that's, you know, moving through um, into the fourth round. So overall, I mean, you know, you don't want to have to play five sets if you don't have to. I feel like this is a match that Medvedev certainly could have won in three or four. Um, you know, but the fact that that fifth set went pretty quickly, I think he'll be okay moving forward. I'm not worried about Medvedev. Yeah, I, look, again, it scared me a little bit, but the fact that he was able to sort of remedy where he was at and win that fifth 6-0 is a very good sign to me. Now, obviously, by the end of this match, Kranovich did not have the legs or the wheels that he did earlier in this match, and as we know, Daniil Medvedev, that's, you know, that's what he does. He has those legs throughout matches. Even when he looks horribly out of it and physically just down, he finds a way. Um, and so that's really the story of this one for me. Daniil Medvedev finding a way to win in five. Let's move on to a bit more uh, of the straightforward results. Rafael Nadal taking on Cam Nori. Um, Nori putting up a good fight in a couple of these sets, but no one is surprised. Nadal comes out of this thing in straights. 7-5, 6-2, 7-5. I mean, at this point, out of all the top seeds, do you think Nadal has looked the best? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to go there just yet. Nori, I mean, this type of a matchup, right, lefty on lefty, it's just Nori has such a solid game, but at the end of it, you kind of look and go, okay, how is he really going to hurt Rafa? Like, where is the pressure going to come from? What can he do to attack Rafa? And, he, and, and Nori just doesn't really have that kind of a game. So, you know, this scoreline, I mean, it's solid, right? Two, two of the three sets go 7-5. It's a great effort by Nori. I think Rafa has looked pretty good overall. I mean, he hasn't really been tested quite yet, but we didn't know how he was going to look coming into the tournament. We, we mentioned before, Jamie, um, he had that back issue. You know, he had to pull out of the um, ATP Cup. So we were wondering, okay, how is Rafa going to look? I think he's looked pretty well. You know, he's three rounds in now, but at this point, I think it's going to start to get a little bit tougher. So we'll probably find out even a little bit more about Rafa over the next couple of matches. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. He's he, he has yet to face that really tough task. Yep. Um, and, and so, you know, this is the fun part of majors, right? When these top guys actually have to see the toughest opponents. And, and it hasn't happened yet for Nadal. So results-wise, you know, I'm putting him at the top of the list. But, you know, does it mean as much? Does it mean as much as Djokovic sort of getting through a really tough Francis Tiafo and a Taylor Fritz, especially when Djokovic may have been injured in that one? I don't know, uh, yeah. but Nadal has looked really solid, and at the end of the day, that's all he can do. He can take care of the opponent that's in front of him, and, and, and that's what he's done, and it's certainly what he did with Cam Nori last night. So let's move on to a couple other straight setters. Uh, the one that I would say is the most shocking straight set win, Fonini, taking out Alex de Manauer, who had looked very good. He was the 21 seed, had looked rock solid. He dismantled Tennis Sandgren early in this tournament, but Fonini, the 16 seed, wins 6-4, 6-3, 6-4. I mean, I think this is the biggest. Uh, this is the biggest shock in terms of results from last night. Yeah, definitely surprising. And and you look at the seating, right? And and Fabio is actually seated higher than than Demon. But you know, I think a lot of people would have expected Demon to win this match. Just how oh, yeah. solid he is in Australia. Obviously, no crowd now uh, with everything that happened there over the past couple of days. But still. I would have certainly favored Demon in that matchup. But Fabio, it's funny, I saw a quote after the match, Jamie, where he said, you know what, I think actually not having a crowd here really, really helped me because he knew if that stadium was packed, I mean... Fabio's that player that can kind of get into it with the crowd, right? I mean, he can go oh, yeah. off the rails a little bit. You never know. So in this type of a match, I think he was actually able to stay just more locked in, right? Just on the tennis because there's no other distractions. He could just lock in, play his game. And the other thing is... You know, I, I feel like since it's so early in the season, Fabio's healthy. You know, he had the off season, probably got to spend some time with his, his family. I know he's got a couple of little kids, I think. Um, so that was probably good for him. Fognini, as we go throughout the seasons, you know, as we get later on, 
he always kind of gets a little nicked up and has injuries. And that's when it's like, okay, he's kind of, he's going to fall off here towards the end of the season. But early like this, I think he's healthy. I think he's feeling good. And his game reflects that. So, you know, credit to Fognini. We know he has the talent. Now, though, he sets up that matchup with Rafa. So that's, we'll know. We'll, we'll definitely be able to find out about him and Rafa in that next match. Yeah, 100%. Look, Fognini was a guy, I mean, coming into this, you mentioned it, he was the higher seed, but if you looked at the betting lines, you know, not only did you and I feel that Demonauer was the favorite, I mean, Vegas felt that he was a heavy favorite. So yep. this was definitely a shock, even without the crowd. Uh, you know, Fognini, you know, yes, he has displayed some of the highest levels of tennis, but even coming in, into the Australian Open, uh, I, I mean, some of those results at ATP Cup were not good. He got blown off the court by Rublev, one and two. Yeah. You know, he got beat by Dennis Novak soundly. I think that was like three and two. He barely won over Karina Busta in three sets, which honestly is a pretty good win. So it's just, you know, he's always, you never know exactly where Fabio Fognini is. But when that guy locks in, you know, he can win matches like this. And, and, and that's just what we saw from him. So, look, I'm happy. And I think the clash with him and Nadal is a fun one. We've seen Fognini come up with huge results like winning over Nadal yeah. in big tournaments. Like We've yes. seen that before, so it, it, it's certainly on the table. But uh, yeah, as you mentioned, definitely a fun one. Uh, another straight sets one that, again, pretty expected here. The seven seed Andre Rublev taking out uh, the veteran Feliciano Lopez, 7-5, 6-2, 6-3. Rublev, I mean, look, he's just taking care of business, and he's moving quietly through this draw, and, and I think it's just the perfect setup for him in this section now. I love what I've seen out of Andre Rublev. And you'll remember, Jamie, on our preview pod, I picked Andre Rublev to actually beat Medvedev when they oh, set up if we, get, if we get that quarterfinal match. I'm feeling pretty good about it, man. I love what I've seen out of Rublev. He's continuing that play from the ATP Cup where he was so hot, and he's just carried that right through. I think you mentioned he's kind of just quietly moving through, kind of sneaky. That's because he's not really spending that much time on the court. Like, he's mm -hmm. on the court, he gets off, and we don't even really get much of a chance to watch him play. That's great news for him. He should be fresh going into the second week. Again, I think he's super dangerous. Out of all of these players that we've seen so far through the first week of tennis, I mean, Andre Rublev is looking as good as anybody. Yeah, he's looked very good. And honestly, you know, I, again, I'm still going to pull for Medvedev because I got to stick to my picks, right? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the way that this is broken for Andre Rublev is phenomenal. He sets up a clash with now Rude, where he is going to be a heavy favorite. I love that matchup for him because if he's even playing somewhat well, he's going to have the ability to dictate play and just hit balls from the baseline over and over and over and, and really control the pace of that match. So, yeah. no, you're absolutely right. He is in a phenomenal place at this point and, and another straight set win for him. I mean, he's feeling good at this point. So good for Andre Rublev, the seven seed. Let's go ahead and move to the five seed, who we also saw in action, Stefano Tsitsipas, taking on uh, Mikhail Yimmer. Not shocking here that this was just one-way traffic, right? Uh, you know, not a bad first set, fairly competitive, only one break there, but... 6-4, Sitsipas just clearly had the weaponry and and had everything he needed to take care of business. Not shocking at all to see a, a result this lopsided. No, very, very straightforward result. We would have expected this. But again, for Emer, this is a guy that nobody thought was going to make the third round. He had a great yeah. tournament. I mean, he could have actually been out in the first round. He drew Hubi Hercotch in that first matchup. You know, mm -hmm. he won that one in five sets and then backed it up again. So, you know, for Emer, you know, young player, young guy 21 22 years old whatever he is I mean he's he's looking solid um and, and Sweden needs a couple players to to you know kind of come up and you know that's a country that's had a lot of success you know in professional tennis over the years but you know really recently Jamie we haven't seen anybody out of Sweden you know really make their mark um so I think you know this is a chance for a guy like Emer to do that but Sitsipas yeah he's looking good I mean again that's a guy that I expected to to be there at this stage of the tournament um so I like what I've seen out of uh, out of Stefanos as well yeah, well, hey, as you mentioned, it someone's got to be the next Robin Soderling, right, from Sweden, and, and carry yeah, that. Yeah, that flag. was that so, was really the last guy. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So a couple more, uh, you know, results for you here. In four sets, Kasper Ruud, the 24 seed, takes at, takes out Radu Albad. And this was an interesting matchup because in a lot of ways, they like to play points very similarly. Ruud came out hot, won the first 6-1, dropped the second 5-7, um, and then just took care of business in, in sets three and four. About a three-hour match, 6-1, 5-7, 6-4, 6-4. Not surprised to see Kasper Ruud win this. He was definitely the favorite to win this match, but as we mentioned before, he now sets up a clash with Andre Rublev, and, and that's just an entirely different beast. Yeah, no question. For Rude here, this is the kind of match that, you know, still a young ascending player that we know is very good on clay, but he still has to prove himself on other surfaces. This is the type of match that he needs to win, right? Tricky opponent, Radu Albot, yep. they play similar games. We really want to see Casper Rude win matches like that, and he did. So three-hour battle, you know, not surprising there. You mentioned the Rublev matchup. I, I just, that one, Jamie, I have to just heavily favor Andre Rublev on these quick courts down under. Um, I think it just sets up really well. If it was on clay, maybe a different story. No question about it. But Rude is really just going to be, he's going to be under a lot of duress, I think, and most likely, um, I believe his his tournament will end in the round of 16. But still, you know, to get to that point, he was the 24 seed. So he actually, you know, made it at least at this point a round further than, you know, what his seed would have been. So yeah. uh, good for him. Yeah, exactly. Look, he's held seed at this point. He's taking care of business. You know, now we mentioned he's going up against a big hitter in Andre Rublev. And, and our last match for, you know, last night's action that we got to cover, a couple of big hitters. Karen Hatchinov, the 19 seed, taking on Matteo Berrettini. You know, we expected these to be close sets. And not surprisingly, we ended up with three tie breaks. Um, I, I think a lot of people looked at this match and maybe saw one that could go four or five sets potentially. And, and they, you know, it easily could have, right? You know, a couple of these tie breaks were really, really tight. But credit to Matteo Berrettini for just staying tough in the big points. He wins 7-6, 7-6, 7-6 over Hatchinov. Um, the, the second and third set tie breaks, both 7-5. I mean, Berrettini has looked very good, and, and he is he's making a strong campaign for himself now in Australia. He is, and this is my guy, Jamie. You know I love Berrettini, <laughs> and, and what, I, what I'm— a little bit worried about. I think he said something after the match how he actually felt kind of an injury um, in the middle of that match with Hatchinov and, and, you know, the physio came out and he was talking to him. And I guess, you know, he got reassured that, you know, he was going to be okay. He couldn't injure anything any further. He hadn't torn anything, you know, or whatever. So, I think that kind of just helped him, okay, put that out of his mind and, and focus on the tennis. He knew that he wasn't seriously injured. Yeah. Um, and then he played some really good tiebreakers. Again, when it comes down to these breakers, anything can happen. The margins are so slim. Uh, and he was just a little bit better than Hatchinov was in those tiebreakers. You know, it's crazy that it's straight set. Six, six, and six. Not one of those breakers could have gone the way of the Russian. Um, you know, tough, tough luck there. But, you know, just a tough matchup overall. Two big guys, big hitters. You know, I can't say we're shocked by by seeing the tiebreakers. I just, I would have thought most likely that would have at least gone four or five sets. Yeah, 100%. And Hatchinov had his chances. I mean, I think the way this match started was very interesting. Back-to-back -back breaks. Um, but look, Berrettini does so many things well. Both of these guys, as you mentioned, big hitters and can do a lot of things and dictate right off the serve. Berrettini just, I mean, he's just showing the weapons that he has with that yeah. serve and forehand. And look, he's been, you know, clever and creative. He knows that his backhand might not be the best, but when he's got the chance to step in, he rips it. He'll also slice it to set up the forehand on the next shot. He's very creative. And and, and I like, you know, I don't hate his matchup next. He, he takes on Sitsipas, which is undoubtedly a really tough task. Um, and Sitsipas has looked good and is clearly going to come in fresh after his last round. But Berrettini has the weapons to make these at least very tight sets. And, and like we mentioned, if you get toward the business end of a set and it's, you know, five all, maybe going into a tiebreak, at this level, anything can happen. Yeah, no, that's right. I think that's a fantastic matchup. The one that I was hoping we would get when the draw came out at this point, I, I picked Sitsipas. I'm going to stick with that. I, I really haven't seen anything that would, as good as Berrettini's playing, I don't really want to change my pick at this point. It hasn't been that drastic to where I'd go, man, I've got to just ride Berrettini here. So I'm going to stick with Sitsipas, but I hope we get like an epic five-setter. Yeah. 
Well, absolutely. It's going to be fun. Uh, but let's go ahead. We haven't talked about the women's side of this, so let's switch over there to see our most recent matches from last night. And um, it's been fun. It, it's been really fun on the women's side. Let, let's start out with some of the most straightforward things that we've seen. Ash Barty continuing to show everyone why she is such a favorite down here. Taking over, taking out Alexandrova two and four, just routine, and that now sets up a matchup against Shelby Rogers, who has looked very good. She took out and at Contavit the twenty-one seed six four six three, but I mean this this Barty Rogers matchup is going to be really fun. But at this point, I mean, how can we doubt Ash Barty with the level we've seen? Yeah, a hundred percent. And and remember, Jamie, when we when we talked about this uh, uh, last week. We knew that the draw was kind of breaking her way. Like that bottom half was loaded with all of those players, you know, Osaka and Muguruza and Halep and Serena and Sabalenka. The top half, we were like, okay, this is a little bit more wide open. And Ash Barty had a great draw and she's made the most of it. I mean, she's looked very good so far. Again, Shelby Rogers tough player, but I haven't seen anything that would, you know, lean, make me lean towards picking Shelby Rogers here. As much as I would like to see her win the American, um, I think Barty's going to get through. She has been looking pretty good using that all court game. Yeah, she's just looked so solid. And, you know, even though she might not have that big crowd support behind her, you know, she's just such a professional. She's been, she's done this, right? She's gone through, she's been able to win and lift that trophy at a slam. And so that just carries even more weight now when you're playing in an empty stadium and, and you know, there's no crowd, right? And, and so, you know, the crowd is something that could absolutely bring energy to her as, as any Aussie player down here. But that doesn't concern me terribly because I, I still expect her to go through and, and take care of business. So the one seed cruising on and now look she gets to play an unseated player to get into the quarters for her things have broken pretty well at this point yeah no question it, it has and I, I kind of it's kind of what I expected again when we saw that draw we were like oh I mean that thing could open up you know pretty wide open and, and it has and and really for Shelby you know to beat Annette Contivate who is a really tricky tricky player in straight sets four and three uh to kind of set up this round of 16 clash with Barty that's that's a really good result from Shelby Rogers again she's been playing well and she's kind of continuing that form that we saw towards the tail end of 2020, um, I mean, she's bringing that right into 2021. So here's the thing, Jamie, regardless of what happens in this match, I expect Ash Barty to win, but let's keep our eye on Shelby Rogers through the rest of this year and see what she can do. Uh, she's playing pretty darn well. 100%. It's going to be a fun one. Let's move down the draw. Technically, an upset here. The 18 seed taking, uh, excuse me, the 18 seed Elise Mertens taking out the 11 seed Belinda Bencic, but. I don't really count this as an upset at all because Elise Mertens, you know, listeners, if you were following along for us for the end of 2020, you know that Elise Mertens was on a tear along with Sabalenka. I mean, those are a couple names that were at the top, you know, tournament in, tournament out. They were just getting match wins and looking very good. On the flip side of that, Belinda Bencic, we just haven't seen much from her. And so to me, this is not that surprising. A little more lopsided than I would have expected perhaps, but Elise Mertens just simply taking care of business. 6-2-6-1 over Belinda Bencic, Elise Mertens, you know, into this next round, not surprising. I would expect her to move all the way into the quarters as well, just at the level that we've seen from her. It's hard for me to doubt her at this point. Yeah, that's, it's a good call, Jamie. I, uh, you know, and again, I, I look like an idiot because I remember I had her on upset alert early first round here. She drew Layla Fernandez, who young player that I'm really high on. I really like uh, her game and, and she's still super young, but Mertens has just, rolled through everybody. I mean, she looks so good. I never should have even called up set alert there. I don't know what I was thinking. I think I was just <laughs> hoping uh, that Fernandez could, you know, come through there and, and kind of show us something. But yeah, Mertens, I mean, I don't see, I mean, really? Like, I think she's going to get through to the quarters, like you said. And if she does play Barty, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, we may have to reconvene and talk about that match because that one could definitely be upset alert. The way Mertens is playing right now, she could ride this thing out like into a final. Like that wouldn't surprise me if she keeps this level of play. Yeah, she's got the momentum. She's yet to drop a set. She's really only had one tight one. I think she had a breaker in her second round. But other yeah. than that, no, she's just she's just looked rock solid. And and she sets up, you know, an interesting match against the 25 seed in Mukova. Mukova coming up with a big straight set win for herself over Karolina Pliskova. And, you know, that's the sixth seed. And look, I think we have to pause and take a minute here and 
let's have the Plushkova conversation. I felt like we've had this conversation over many majors um, that we've talked about, but I mean, when is it going to happen for Carolina Pliskova? She has the weapons to do this. She has the tools, especially on a hard court. You felt like this is one of the opportunities for her to go really deep and just falls short here. And I, I, I don't know, to use a term of yours, head scratcher, right? Like, when are we going to see this breakthrough for her? I don't know, man. I mean, I don't I don't really know if it's going to come, when it's going to happen. I, I don't know. And I, I think... This was a pretty crazy match because, if I'm not mistaken, Pliskova was up 5-zip in one of the sets. I think it was the second set, and she lost 7 on the trot to lose that match, which is just unacceptable when you're somebody of, of Pliskova's caliber. So, uh, this is not a good result. I know it looks 7-5, 7-5, but I, it didn't really play out that way, Jamie, so... You know, Mukova, good result for her. She did what she needed to do. She didn't go away down five love. But, man, Pliskova, I just, I think it's her attitude, man. I I don't know. I watched her earlier in the tournament. She played Danielle Collins, and she got through that. But I didn't love what I was seeing on the court. Like, I just, I don't know if she's all there. Like, to put it all together physically with the serve, with the ground strokes, the big shot-making ability, plus the mental side of the game where you have to stay in it match after match. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see it from Pliskova ever. I mean, again, she's not getting any younger, right? I just, at this point, I don't know what else she's going to be able to do. She's going to have to get extremely hot on a hard court, most likely. I don't think it's going to happen on clay for sure. And just hope that she... She can get hot for, you know, a couple of weeks and, and maybe win a major. But I don't know, man. Right now, from what I've seen, I'm, I, I don't like the idea of it because there's so many other women's players that have the ability to go deep and actually win slams. I'm not liking it for Pliskova. Yeah, look, I, I agree with you. She's 28 now. She'll be turning 29 here shortly within, yeah. within a month or two. How many players on the WTA right now that are coming up at 19, 20, 21, 22 and a just you know, running through these draws with incredible talent? And look, you know, Pliskova, before this match against Mukova, I was really pleased with what I was seeing, right? She had ju- she just lost to Danielle Collins prior to the Australian Open, came back and won it in straights. That's impressive to me. That shows some resilience, some bounce back. Okay, she learned something. She's moving forward. She's at that higher level and then drops this match um, in a pretty, you know, dramatic fashion, right? It's just it's it's unfortunate to see because she does possess some of the biggest weapons in the women's game and, and she's just not able to put it together right now. So we'll see for I mean, she's gonna be a threat, especially on hardcore majors, still for years to come. Yeah. You know, she's not gonna be anybody that anyone wants to draw. But at the same time, you know, every single slam that we go through where she has results like this and can't even get deep. I, I don't know. It, it just it just makes it even harder to buy that stock for me. So, again, we've spent enough time talking about Pliskova. Don't want to bash on her. Obviously, a great player. And Mukova, a strong performance. As you mentioned, she did what she needed to, and she hung around. But, yeah, Pliskova, you know, that's a little unacceptable there. you got to at least um, fight a bit more and, and really just – I don't know. The the execution, right? Especially if you have a lead in a set. Pliskova at her level should be able to hold like hold serve and hold on to a lead. You yep. know, she needs to be that sort of front runner to be that much of a contender because she has the weapons. She can play first strike tennis. You know, it's not like somebody who can't get free points off of a first serve and she gets broken. Like I can understand that, but for what her game is, if she's got a break lead, she really needs to be able to you know, consolidate and hold um, a little bit more consistently. But regardless, Mukova moving on to face Mertens in the next round. Let's talk about the other matches from last night. An absolute grind in Vekic and Kanepian. This one over two and a half sets was one of the aces of the day. Shout out to Alex Gruskin, by the way. He put together those aces of the day, and they did very well yesterday. So listeners, keep following along. This one indeed going the distance to three sets. Donna Vekic, the 28 seed, taking out Kanepi, 5-7, 7-6, 6-4. This is really impressive stuff from Donna Vekic. We've seen many tournaments from her where she flames out early. I'm really happy to see her moving through the draw and now has a strong chance to get into the quarters. Yeah, I would agree because Kanepi, again, is a dangerous opponent. She has had, in the past, really good results against top players in big tournaments. Um, So she's somebody that you do not want to draw. I remember it was a couple of years ago, Jamie, um, that she drew Simona Halep in the first round of a slam and took her out. Halep 
Sharapova's out in the first round. Kanepi, you know, really plays those big matches well. So for Vekic to win a second set tiebreaker and then back that up in the third set and win 6-4, I think that bodes very well. And now she's in the second week of a slam. You know, like you mentioned, we haven't always seen that from her. So definitely a step in the right direction. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Yeah, 100%. And look, even in this tournament, Kanepi, first round, takes out Sevastova, not an easy win, 3-1. and Takes out Sofia Kennan, the four seed, defending champ, 3-2. and So this is a phenomenal win for Donna Vekic. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little surprised that she was able to pull it out, but props to her. And, and, you know, we're starting to see that great talent that we know from Donna Vekic shine through. Now, she sets up um, a match against the 22 seed in Jen Brady, who has looked very good, got through her match last night comfortably, 1-3. and There's not even that much much to say about that match other than the fact that Jen Brady has just looked solid and she is so dangerous on a hard point with hard court with the weapons that she possesses the Vekic from the Vekic camp here this is going to be a really really tough matchup and and honestly I look great for Vekic to be able to fight through a win like that that's phenomenal but with especially with how fresh Jen Brady will be coming in I, I, she's just got to be a big favorite. Yeah, I would I would agree with you there as well. Brady has had the benefit of a really good draw. Oh, she yeah. really has. I mean, and she's taken advantage. Credit to her. She hasn't had a set that's gone deeper than 6-3. Her, her scores, Jamie, 6-1, 6-3 in the first round, 6-1, 6-2 in the second round, and 6-1-6-3 again in the third round to set up this match with Vekic. So, I mean, talk about handling your business quickly. That's almost Andre Rublev-like, if not even a little bit worse. Um, so that's, I mean, fantastic stuff from her. Again, the way that she's playing, I think she'll get through. I like her in that match with Vekic. Yeah, she's got a very, very strong chance to make it into the quarters there. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the last couple here. Another American, Pegula, looking good, taking out Mladenovic, 2-1. and one. Now, Mladenovic, of course, had that you know sort of weird, but honestly a good match from her, uh, taking out the 20-seed uh, Sakari in the first round. She's been riding that momentum, but Pegula just too good, and Pegula has looked phenomenal in the Australian Open. She now sets up a clash against the 5-seed in Alina Spitalina, and you know she's just making this section of the draw even more interesting than it already was. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, Pagula and, and Jamie, you may have to, to comment on this for just a bit because first round match with uh, Azarenka, right, mm-hmm. who I believe was your pick to get to the final, was it, uh, against Muguruza? Think, I think it was, I think it was semis. I wanted her to win this section, but uh, did okay. I have her the final? It was at least, it was at least the semis, maybe even the final, but yeah. please don't remind everyone of that. <laughs> I, I have to, man, because, I mean, Pagula is somebody that, you know, has played good tennis, right, in spurts. Like, last summer, she played really well mm-hmm. um, during the world team tennis, but, you know, I mean, we weren't really picking the the Azarenka upset in the first round. I mean, you had yeah. you had Vika going a little bit deeper than I did, but um, even then, I I obviously wasn't picking upset alert in the first round. So, yeah, no, I mean that's just a fantastic result right out of the box, and then to follow that up with a couple of really routine matches: six zero six one in the second round, six two six one against Mladenovic. Yeah, she's feeling good, man. So that sets up a very interesting match with Svitolina. You're right. I don't know how, just because it's totally different, right? Like, Pagula has looked good, but she hasn't played somebody like Svitolina. Like, even Vika doesn't have nearly the same type of a game as Alina Svitolina does. So, it's a totally different matchup, uh, but it should be a fun one. And and Pagula, to to make the second week, um, I mean, that's all you can ask for as an unseeded player, you know, coming into this tournament. So, I think she's done well. Hopefully, we can see her go further. 
Listen, maybe I'm biased. I don't think you give uh, Vika enough credit there, though, with, with saying she's not on the same caliber as Fidelina. I mean, no, no, no. different games, different games, just true. game different. style. Yeah, true, no, no, true. no. Of course not. Svitolina's never won a, a Grand Slam tournament. In terms of accolades, yeah, no, no comparison there. I just meant in terms of how they match up stylistically. Sure. Pagula versus Vika versus, you know, Pagula, uh, Svitolina, quite a bit different there. So just a different sure. matchup. Sure, that's fair. And look, Svitolina, let's talk about her now because she won her match against seeded Putin Seva 4 0. I mean, just getting yeah. better and better with every match, right? Her first match was pretty tight, but look, she's had to go through some tough players. In terms of other people who are that high of seeds, top five seeds that have had three really, really tough draw matches. I mean, look, she's taking out Buskova, three and six. That's not an easy first round at all. Then she takes on young American Coco Goff in the second round. That's not an easy match. Takes care of it four and three and then she's got a seat in Putin Seva and takes care of it four and oh so she has looked very very good and at this point you know this is simply a clash between two players who have looked completely in form and, and at the end of the day that's all we can really ask for yeah it is and I just again I think I'm gonna lean towards Svitolina in this matchup just mm-hmm. because she's a little bit more battle tested right she's kind of gone through this gauntlet she's played Buskova and Goff and Putin Seva like that's going to really prepare her, I think, for this match with Pagula, where Pagula's had a couple of matches that, you know, she wasn't really tested. Um, so yeah. I think that can play in the favor for Alina Svitolina. And, and again, remember, I mean, she's looking for her first major. Um, this is, it's a very important match. This second week, I mean, Svitolina has an opportunity to do something pretty special. So we'll see what she can do. Hundred percent. Well, hey, let's go ahead and get into the matches that we were are up are, that are upcoming for us. Since we're talking about the women, sorry, I'm switching things up. A quick audible for you. Let's just stay on the women's side because we're already talking about this draw. I'm in that mindset. So let's scroll down to the bottom of the ha- bottom half of this draw because that's yeah. going to be who is is playing right tonight. Uh, that's going to be a ton of fun. I mean, these are just blockbuster matchups. Three of them, I would say, are absolutely must-watches. The other one, no disrespect, not really in the same ballpark. So let's start there. Von Drusova, the 19 seed, taking on Shea, who barely beat Qualifier and Sarah Arani to get through. I mean, that 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 match just doesn't hold a candle to the three that I'm about to talk about. Still interesting, and the fact that either of those players has a chance to advance into the quarters now, good for both of them, but realistically the ones you've got to watch are the ones that are that are following so Muguruza taking on Naomi Naomi Osaka that is absolutely that's probably my number one match to watch Um, again I have a vested interest go ahead and get it go ahead and remind the listeners Muguruza is still my pick to win this tournament and so she's got to win this match Osaka (laughs) was my pick to win the tournament so we basically are the, the the players that we have as the champs Jamie are going at it right here so this is a huge match I'll be texting you later for sure. Oh, I know. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm already nervous, but I'm sticking to it. Muguruza has looked so good. I mean, let's let's be honest. So has Osaka. But, right. I mean, taking out Jabur 3-2, and two, I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I, I yep. think that one's going to be a very good match. Also, a very good match. Sabalenka taking on Serena Williams. Serena Williams, don't even need to talk about her, but Sabalenka, one of the hottest, if not the hottest player on the WTA Tour right now. I mean, she ended 2020 in convincing fashion. She has just put together so many match wins as of late it's insane she is on a tear right now and so it's really just going to be that's just going to be huge hitting power tennis from the two of them going to be a ton of fun to watch do you have a pick either way it's a tough one it is a tough one. Um, I picked Sabalenka. You'll remember uh, when we did our our preview. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I just I haven't seen anything that would lean me away from that. If she look, here's the thing, Jamie. If she's on, she's gonna win, right? She's gonna land her shots. She will expose the movement of Serena, and she'll win that match the way that she's been playing now. If she's off, if she starts to make errors, that's when she could go down. Because if she does lose. She tends to kind of go down in flames when her shots aren't landing. So I'm going to stick with the Sabalenka pick. I think she continues her form. And like I said, I mean, if she's landing her shots, there's really nothing that you can do about it. Not even Serena at that point. Serena's going to have to serve out of her mind. She's going to have to have her best serving performance of the tournament. I just think it's going to be really tough. And I think with the role that that we've seen out of Arena Sabalenka, I'm going to stick with it. 
Yeah, no, look, I'm with you, and I'm glad you mentioned the serve because I think that that could be the piece of this match that really unlocks it for one of the opponents um, because, I mean, both of these players have the power. Both of these players, so they're just playing at such a high level, but for me, it's just going to be who can get these free points off the serve, who can get in and out of their service games as easy as possible um, and, and sort of free themselves up because that's what they're going to have to do. They're both known for their serves and their big ground strokes. They're going to have to get in on each other's service games. And, and the way to do that is just play free because you're holding so well. So I think it really is going to come down to the serve in this one, but going to be a ton of fun. A little bit different uh, style here in our final match, but equally as entertaining. Iga Sviantek taking on the two seed in Simona Halep. Obviously, Simona Halep not known for the huge power hitting, but rather running balls down, counter punching, and just grinding out matches. Look, this match is going to be on Sviantek's racket, um, and so yeah. it, it really it really just comes down to how confident do you feel in her game, and you know she's looked good throughout this Australian Open. And so has Halep, though. Halep has just looked right. so solid. Took care of business against Kudermatova. Wasn't even close in that one and three contest. This one's really tough for me. Um, I think you got to lean Halep as the favorite in here. But, you know, if you are going to ride that pick, you also got to understand that a lot of this match is going to be out of her control. And it's going to be dictated by Iga Sviantek. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm going to lean Halep as well. Um just from what I've seen, I mean, I like where she's at, but like you mentioned, the match may not really be on her racket. So um, it will be an interesting clash of styles. It's just Halep, you know, has been here so many times. I think mm -hmm. she's comfortable. I like what I've seen. Um, I'm going to stick with that pick, but this is definitely a match to watch for sure. I mean, we're talking about two Grand Slam champions here. So um, for them to match up in the fourth round, this should be a really fun match. Yeah, I mean, this is an incredible slate of matches all in one night. Are you kidding me? You better you better grab the energy drink and just stay up because we haven't even gotten to the men's matches. And believe me, those are fun as well. So let's go ahead and hop to the men's side. Let's start at the top here. Djokovic taking on Milos Raonic. Now, Djokovic, you know, he's had some tough tests in the last couple rounds. Hasn't looked as, you know, completely invincible and unstoppable. There was talk that he may even have been a little injured, didn't look good. And he takes, you know, he takes on the Canadian Milos Raonic, the 14 seed. I mean, you still have to favor Djokovic, but man, if you look at the betting lines, it's very interesting here because normally he would be a massive favorite, and he's just not. It's like minus 200 right now. So people are scared. People are worried here. And, you know, Djokovic could find himself in a very, very dicey match once again. Yeah, I'm one of those people, Jamie. That's a little bit scared for this one. I, I am because Milos, I knew when the draw came out, like this was probably going to be the fourth round matchup that we get. And mm -hmm. it's just Milos is so dangerous, man, on this type of a surface with his serve and everything. And, and Novak... I mean, I haven't really gotten any news about that injury that he suffered during the Taylor Fritz match. Have you? I mean, I just don't know where he's at physically. I mean, again, I can't switch my pick, right? Novak is the guy that I picked to win the tournament. I'm like, I can't switch off of that now. But man, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm definitely a little bit worried about this one. I, th I think it could be upset alert, especially if Novak isn't feeling well. Yeah, 100%. That one's just one to watch, but in terms of betting, whew, that's a stay away because there's just so yes. much going on there that you don't know. And, you know, when you're looking at Djokovic, you know, sometimes we've seen him sort of have those injuries, you know, I'll put them in air quotes here during matches right. and then, you know, it's nothing and it comes back and he's totally fine. It was more of a mental thing than anything else. So you just, you never know with Djokovic. Is he playing mind games? What's he doing? Is he getting through these really hard matches? Is he just making things entertaining for himself? You, you never know with the number one seed. So that is our first match or excuse me, I don't know the order, but that in terms of the draw, that's number one. Number two, Dusan, the Deuce Laovich, taking yeah. on Alex Zverev. And, and this one, look, I know I've said this about a lot of matches, and, and I think mostly I, I've been right in talking about this. My exception uh, would be Zverev's last match. I thought Manorino could challenge him a little bit, and that was clearly not the case. Dusan Laovich, though, if you look at the head-to-head -head between Zverev and Laovich, both matches where they've met up have been in a slam and have gone five sets. Um, so 
the deuce has a chance to do something here. Now, do I think he can become the favorite to win this match? No. Zverev has looked too good um, and has so many weapons at his disposal. Does he look terrible in the sleeveless? Yes. But <laughs> deuce on, you know, I, I think here, I think, and you'll see this with some of the aces of the day, you could probably count on this match being a little bit more. I don't know, competitive than other people are expecting. Because I think when you look at this on paper, you're like, oh man, Zverev's going to clean him out. But the Deuce on, man, the Deuce knows how to play him. He just knows how to play him. He knows how to win sets and games against him. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping just for my entertainment's sake, that this one will go the distance. Right. I, I would agree with that as well. Like just for entertainment's sake, we want to see it go deep. I I just don't know. I mean, the deuce typically isn't finding himself in the fourth round, the second week of majors all that often. You know, this is a guy that, I mean, hey, to get to this point, pretty good effort, I would say. He's been playing well, make the second week. That's phenomenal job by the deuce. Zverev has looked pretty good though, man. I just, I think he's gonna, he's gonna find a way to get through this one. And, and you know, would it shock me if it's three straight sets where it's like a, 6-4-7-5-6-4 for Zverev? No, I, that would not shock me. Would it also shock me if they go five sets? Probably not. So this is just one we have to keep an eye on because we don't really know how it's going to go. But I think we can be fairly confident saying Zverev's going to win this one. I would be, I'd be shocked to see the deuce in the quarters. As yeah. cool as that would be, as fun as that would be, I don't know if we're going to get that this time around. Yeah, no, if I had to pick one way, I'd go Zverev and four. I think that's I think that's more yeah. fair. Is there a chance that it, you know, is straight sets like you mentioned? Absolutely, with the form we've seen some Zverev, from Zverev. But I, I do weigh that the you know, the two head to heads that they have that I don't know, that just keeps coming into my mind, right? The the five setters, neither of those were probably expected to go that deep either. So yeah. that's gonna be a fun one. The next one down on my list has to be the number one in terms of must see. Dominic Team, the three seed, after he barely escaped uh, Australian Nick Kyrgios in a five-setter, takes on Grigor Dimitrov, who has really yet to be tested. Oh, man, this is good. I mean, look, both of these guys can hit the hell out of the ball. Both of these guys incredibly athletic. We love the oneies from both of them. I, I mean, man, if you're not watching this one, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, this is going to be a super fun one. And I liked what I've seen out of Grigor. You mentioned yeah. that he hasn't really been tested. But from what I've seen, the little bit, you know, he has looked really good. And with Grigor, we, I mean, again, over the last few years, he's been so up and down, right? Like he's shown flashes and then he's gone in the tank. And it's like, man, mentally, this guy can't win a match. But I think Grigor might be back. I really do. I like what I've seen out of him. Dominic team to get through that really tough match with Nick Kyrgios. Here's the thing about team. If he's ever vulnerable, right, it's usually early. That's when he's not really playing his best. First round, second round, he's still working his way into the tournament. That's where you can kind of sneak up and get him. As team typically moves through tournaments, he gets stronger. He's so physically fit that, again, as, as much of a grind as it was with Kyrgios, Look, Dominic Team is in as good of a shape as anybody, you know, on tour. So I'm not yep. too worried about that. I am going to go with Team in this matchup. I think he will get through it. But again, I'm hoping for like another epic five setter. I mean, that would be fantastic. Again, because I love their oneies. Just a fun matchup to watch because both guys can move so well it's just they really do everything they're all core games it's going to be a lot of fun to watch but I'll go with team um I think he's just going to be a little bit stronger if this thing goes four or five sets yeah look I, I think I think that you're right team has to say the favorite but to me there are there are a few things that Dimitrov can do here number one you know with both of them being oneies, I think there are interesting ways to get into rallies that are beneficial for Grigor. For example, if he can get into sort of a you know a backhand slice to backhand slice, keep things low. I like Dimitrov's backhand slice more than I do teams. And then you know if he gets a short ball off of it, boom, he can attack. So I like that play from him. The other one, I think Dimitrov cannot be afraid to go into the net and apply that pressure to team. Obviously, team is going to burn you on some passing shots, and it is what it is. But you cannot just stay back and play. You know, running down, get balls, using the athleticism because team has proven over and over that if you let him just wax balls from the baseline over and over, he yeah. will make them and he will beat you, right? His shot tolerance 
even when he's you know hitting 85 mile an hour ground strokes is ridiculous. So I think you know Dimitrov really has to change up the pace of that match if he wants a chance. But you know yeah, look, team's the favorite here, but Dimitrov 100 um, percent you know has business being in this match. So I'm really excited for that one. The last one for tonight that we got to talk about the Canadian FAA after a straight set win over Shapovalov. Sorry to you there, Maddie. Uh, yeah, I hate, to, hate to do that to you. I yep. won't I won't go into it, but uh, You're here right. we go. <laughs> FAA takes him out now taking on a very unexpected opponent right i think we would have seen pretty much anyone else here not you know not to be the eight seed diego schwartzman is surprising enough but the qualifier karatsev after he beat diego six three six three six three finds himself in a very you know for me unexpected spot and you know Look, do I lean FAA here? Absolutely. But at this point, you know, this match is very scary to me if I were to try and expect or bet on any sort of result because what we've seen from Karatsev has just been out of this world. And if he's really feeling it and this hot, I don't want to touch this. Yeah, th- I mean, again, this is going to be such a fun match because neither one of these guys have dropped a set, right? They've yeah. moved through this tournament with relative ease and they're both playing well. It's such a hard match because, again, with Karatsev, it's like, man, we haven't really seen much of this guy. He came yeah. through qualies. Like, he's so hot right now. But, man, FAA, the way that he played against Denis Shapovalov, who, who you know I had in the semifinals, Jamie, I did not expect that result to go that way. Um, I thought Shapo was going to get through. And, I mean, it was a straight sets victory for FAA. So, credit to him. I mean... It's so tough to call, like you said. I, I will have to lean towards Felix, but man, I, I don't know. I mean, your guess is as good as mine with this one. We could probably just flip a coin and see what happens. It's going to be fun to watch. Can Karatsev, can he keep it up? Like, how long can he go, right? He's gone through qualies. He's gone through three straight matches here, you know, to get to the second week. I mean, how much more does he have in the tank? Like, how long can he continue this streak I don't know, man. I guess if I really had to, to go one way or the other, I say it ends tonight and, and Felix gets through, but could be totally off on that one. We'll have yeah. to see. No, I'm with you. FAA, you know, I'm leaning FAA for sure. If I had to pick one, absolutely put my money on the 20 seed. He's just looked so solid and taking care of business. But yeah, I mean, it's always tough trying to pick against somebody who's as red hot as Karatsev is right now. And look, Karatsev really helping carry the flag at this point. Yeah, we saw Hachinov for the Russians go out to Berrettini, but you've still got Rublev and Medvedev and Karatsev all in this round. I mean, Good for them, right? They're, surely they're winning this at this point, right? Canada, good job to you. You've got Ranich and FAA, Djokovic and the Deuce from Serbia. It's yep. pretty fun to see some of these pairings get in here, um, and, and and that's that's great for them. It's fun for the Americans. You know, we saw Fritz and Tiafo both give a really really tough challenge to Novak Djokovic. Mackie is still in now. He faces yep. against Daniil Medvedev, but. This has been fun all the way around, and so there's a lot of different, you know, and I don't, I don't know if anything with the ATP Cup has to do with this. We're not going to start playing the guessing game on what affected that, but it's really fun to see some of these pairings or groupings of countries do really well and succeed together. It, it just, it just adds more to the game, in my opinion. Yeah, no question. I mean, it's, it's been fun, man. It's been a great first week. The Russians, yeah. you know, they look Hatchinoff goes out, but th- I mean. This country has such a bright future with their tennis, man. It's crazy how many good young players they have. But again, it's not just Russia. Like you mentioned, I mean, you look at Canada, you look at Italy. I mean, there are countries out there, you know, and again, the U.S., right? I mean, we've got guys that are hanging around here. So um, it's been fun. I'm looking forward to a a really good second week, and I'm sure we're going to have a ton of great matches. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Well, listeners, we hope you certainly tune in and watch some of the matches tonight because, whew, I mean, this schedule, this might be sort of the most blockbuster uh, you know, slate that we've seen, particularly on the women's side. Those clashes are going to be unreal. So we hope that you're able to listen to this and then tune into those later. Maybe even stay up till 5 a.m. with us. I don't know. You Ooh. do you, right? <laughs> it's going to be tough. It might make for a rough Sunday morning uh, for you. You might have to sleep in. But, hey, sometimes it's worth it. And if you're not getting up to watch Australian Open matches at 2 a.m., are you really a tennis fan? I don't know. I won't be the one to make that. (laughs) Sleep is underrated, man, especially during slams. Ah, well, you're probably right. But anyway, appreciate you, Matty. Uh, You know, I know the listeners love having you on. Um, I'm excited. Look, Gruskin, as we mentioned already, 
he's taking care of things on the college side, so it's a fun opportunity for me to be able to hop in and talk Aussie Open. So again, thank you for hopping on with us. What do we tell our listeners? That's a break. All right, and thank you, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.